Welcome back to the Focus Compounding Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you are doing well and, and you are having a great day. My name is Andrew Kuhn. want to thank everybody for tuning in to listen today. Mr. Jeff Gannon, sitting to the right of me, sort of. How are you doing over there across this table? I'm doing very well, Andrew. This, this circle table here in our office. Mm-hmm. Doing well? Yep. Doing well. That's great. We want to thank everybody for listening to us here today. This is the audio part of our business. Of course, if you are a regular listener, you do know that. Um, if you want to get access to our investing idea website where professional investors and individual investors write about ideas, go to focuscompounding.com. Be sure to sign up using the podcast promo code, which is podcast, and they'll take some money off of the subscription price indefinitely as long as you do stay a member. And it's an ever-growing community, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're biased, but we think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for us, yeah. I think it's a lot of fun for members, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. So today for today's topic, and this was your idea, Jeff, that you came it up was? with. It was, okay. It was FinTwit. All right. Which is... That may be how you're getting this uh, podcast. We don't know. That, that is very true. What do I call it? The greatest blessing and the biggest curse? Okay. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, But I think it's FinTwit. We think of it as a community, finance, the finance community. Okay. Online. And online. Yeah. Right? It could be... Sure. I mean, it comes from financial Twitter, mm-hmm. obviously, but it, I think it's online in general and just different types of mm-hmm. things. And we could sort of talk about different resources that we use online. Okay. Um, but as where it comes from Twitter... Um, you know, do you use Twitter a lot? I do. That's how I send out all of my, um, but for like personal stuff, like looking for stuff or what? Uh, I do follow people on Twitter and, uh, Twitter honestly has replaced blogging to a significant extent. And that's what I think about it. I think a Mm -hmm. a lot of like what I retweet or tweet out a lot of times it's for myself. I think of it like a personal blog. Yes. In a way. Yes. And a lot of, uh, and, and so I started blogging in 2005. Okay. And things were different then, and blogs were different. Uh, Yeah, and blogs were different because they had a lot of the things that people do on Twitter, links to things. Um, Here's an interesting thing you should read. Here's my thoughts on this interesting thing I read, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, Um, were what people put on their blogs. And now that's on Twitter, right? That's a lot of what you see on Twitter. Um, There's other things you see too, but that's part of it. And, uh, and, and so I think it's replaced a lot of it. And some of the people I know who, who once wrote good blogs yeah. are now very serious, uh, tweeters, tweet tweeters, yeah. <laughs> um, but not serious uh, bloggers at all. Are, are there yet. industries so popular on Twitter? Do you think, or is this just like the finance crew? I don't know. There's seems, a lot. Yeah. I think it's because of the, um, newsiness, newsiness of, um, sure. uh, uh, finance stuff. That something's always happening. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think there's political stuff and things like that. that are constantly happening with things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's true um, because there's there's something for people to to send out there. Yeah. Yeah. Who? What's um? What's your, one of your favorite top followers? You think people should follow other than one me? Other than me, I'll let you keep that off the list. Other than me. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um. I have to leave you off the list. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of um, kidding because I knew I wouldn't be on there. But you wouldn't be on there. I'm just I kidding. follow you. Yeah, you do follow me, right? Yeah. For a long time, you weren't. We were partners in a business. You that, that's true. Me. Well, I've had some people that uh, <laughs> I've had people who I follow, and uh, this has happened more than once actually that I followed, and they uh, said, "Oh, thank you for following me in an email or something. Thank you for following me." But I f- feel that uh, I have a lot of content you won't like, and it'll be a distraction for you to follow me. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Funny. It said that, um, which is true. If I don't follow someone, there's some people who are very good that I've stopped following because there's. Uh, too much content that I don't want. Yeah, I mentioned uh, political stuff, news stuff that that's heavy in there. That um, is not how I use Twitter. But but most of the ones that I use are people who are writing a blog mm-hmm. um, that, that of some kind. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I follow that has to do with merger stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a few things I follow that are not in English, 
because you can just translate, you know, uh, online. So yeah, people exactly. wonder, like, do I know? No, I don't know any other languages, <laughs> but I can just translate anything over that way. Uh, several of the people I follow are have written stuff for our, our site too. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and there's a lot of people like uh, that post a lot about stocks. Is I'd say who are the majority of the people I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other people too, like Quoth Ragbin. He has a podcast of his own, and I know he's got his own blog or his own brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's always tweeting um, just about market news. Really, like I feel okay. like that's like the new Wall Street Journal in a way. Yeah, which is just getting like a bunch of market news and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whenever I want to know about something that's going on, I just go to Twitter and I just see the top news sources, which maybe for better mm-hmm. or for worse with fake news or whatever. But that's kind of <laughs> I mean, but seriously, though, it's like the new mm-hmm. no, news news source in a way. Um, but no, I think I think Fintwit really does serve a pretty good place because I've met a lot of people on there. That's true. Which yeah. and, and it's cool because obviously everyone has the same shared interest, which is finance and we're all tweeting mm-hmm. about stocks. And that's how obviously you and I met was cause I came across your Twitter and saw right. you lived in a town close to mm-hmm. myself. And yeah. Cause I put the town on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I reached out. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, do you still like other communities? Do you ever go to like corner of Burke? Yes. I mean, that, that's a pretty good, obviously mm-hmm. value oriented community, value investors club, value investors, just people Burke, sure, yeah. focus compounding, mm-hmm. focus <laughs> compounding. <laughs> Um, yeah, which all have the same sorts of things, longer form things. I mean, mostly to be honest, the way that, that Twitter is useful to me is finding something that links to a bigger piece that someone has written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um, and, and so that's, that's the most useful part of it. Um, you know, they're the parts that are uh, not as useful are that sometimes uh, people are reacting a lot to different things without a lot of depth to what it is. Sure. You know, and surface knowledge that can also be when you talk about message boards of those different kinds, those forums, uh, that's what happens in some of them is that, uh, sometimes there, but you know, you'll dig through them and there'll be one really interesting write up that someone had. And then a lot of people reacting to it that don't have a lot of information about it. Yeah. But there's some piece there that's really interesting. And so you have to dig through some of that to, to find the uh, piece that's interesting. I think it's good also for sharing information or mm-hmm. like sharing links to things or yeah. certain material and stuff like that. There's a, I think there's a lot through there. And, and what's funny is a lot of, I think, Fintwit, I mean, like Carl Icahn uses mm-hmm. Twitter and he'll just post like his letters and stuff like that. It's almost becoming like more of a, a right. tool to activism in, okay. a, in yeah, a weird way. Carisdale yeah. Capital, they're, they're mm-hmm. short sellers. Or I think they also own stock or like go long stocks as well. Mm-hmm. But they use sort of social media and the public uh, to influence whatever they want. Andrew left that Cintron, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's almost like it's becoming a new I guess vehicle for activists, another tool in the toolkit for them, you right? Know, to sort of push whatever they want, mm-hmm. and and certainly headlines and things that the the main idea of whatever you're tweeting out there gets seen by a much larger uh, audience than you would say on a blog or something. Yeah. Now the number of people who are clicking that and then reading whatever piece you have, whatever letter you have, or whatever is a much smaller number. But the general gist of whatever idea you have is reaching much bigger numbers than there were in the days of uh, just blogs. Yeah. Yeah. What are your favorite websites or other blogs that you follow? Uh, well, you mentioned them, the forums that that were there. Um, I have some blogs that that I read all, uh, a lot, and I think I've, you know, I've linked to them, and people know what they are because I link to them. So uh, I'd say visit the blog, and you can see who I link to there on your uh, on your Gannon Investing blog. Yeah, yeah, if I say if if I react to something that someone has uh, written there, I, I won't link to something unless I read the blog. Um, yeah. There's never been any case where I've written something up. Um, because I read something, which is in a blog I read all the time. Anything I link to is a blog that I read all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a small number of blogs that I read all the time, but I read everything that they write. Yeah. So for us, it's been a good platform, I'd say, too, to sort of expand our podcast. 
and mm-hmm. and focus compounding obviously because it reaches more people yeah yeah and i think that uh what's great about it is like they're very narrow interests. like you, you you asked what blogs um i mention all the time oddball stocks um clark street value but you think about those there's one that i read that's in the uk they're very specific to that one thing that they do yeah specialization yeah mm-hmm. and it's usually that i mean i could name different things but it's not going to be of interest to most people because if you don't read all about spe- say special situations or uk things or whatever you have no interest in any of the topics that they're discussing i'm sure. usually more interested in that than more of a general mm-hmm. uh one which is much more like what my blog is, which is about more general stuff. It's kind of like um, Monish Pobari when he always talks about why he doesn't have analysts. And he's like, I have hundreds of analysts. He just reads 13 apps by like other great investors mm-hmm. who employ other analysts. You know, yeah, and I've said that with like stealing ideas from, from people. Have you ever found um, an idea that came from Twitter that you actually ended up purchasing? I've certainly stolen ideas from blogs, so I, it may be that I originally found it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mentioned that I bought a stock, George Risk. The first time I ever read that up was on The Rational Walk. Um, which we mentioned on, uh, we mentioned because we got a question there one time, but, um, does very good book, uh, reviews and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I, and definitely I mentioned NACO, uh, Clark street value. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe with George risk, I had never heard of the company at all until I read it on the rational walk with NACO. I had heard of the company before. I just didn't, uh, remember or didn't know that they were actually going through the spinoff. Yeah. And it's good because I guess in a way it's like he's putting out what he thinks are the best, uh, spinoff situations. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a very great investor. So it's almost like, mm-hmm. you know, when, when they reach you, they're kind of filtered in a way. Yeah. Which for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. And so it's usually good, you know, it is important to know kind of who, know a little bit about the person, about who you're reading about, uh, just in terms of what style, what things they like and what things they don't like. Because I've read some blogs where um, I don't know if I get a lot of ideas from them, but they're really good at analyzing a business. Yeah. And so I know that if I read something that they've written, it's going to be interesting business. Mm-hmm. The price may not be what I want at all. Yeah. Right. And in other cases, it'll be some sort of special situation which is really it may not be the business that i want but it's going to be obscure yeah you know it's something that i'm not going to read about in the wall street journal you know Mm -hmm. do you read the wall street journal i do not read the wall street journal (laughs) have you ever read the wall street journal yes i used to read the wall street journal the financial times uh some other papers too yeah and you just don't anymore Mm -hmm. because you go i certainly read what um more noise than you thought uh, I don't know, maybe six years ago or so, I tried to cut out almost all news that really? I could possibly cut out and focus do you, on doing other, yeah. Things. Do you think that helped you? Yes, a As lot. an investor? Yeah. Huge. Why is that? Um, because I think it's a lot of time spent on stuff that isn't helpful. Uh, I've tried to focus more on information that has a longer shelf life and not spend a lot of time listening to things that um, are much more shorter term. Um you know, but I, I've talked a little bit about that. Even when I read newspaper things, I found after a while that one useful trick um, was to uh, read all of the week's news at the end of the week instead of at the, the beginning that way. So, like, so you mentioned the Wall Street Journal on Kindle or something. I can read the Wall Street Journal in like forty minutes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just spend an afternoon at the end of the week reading it instead of each day, mm-hmm. and just doing that is huge because it's amazing how. 80% of what you read doesn't matter by the end of the week. Yeah. You know, it's speculation stuff that's very short term. Yeah. And about stuff that's right now. The, the you know, the stuff that's immediate is what gets talked about. Uh-huh. And, you know, when you look back at it. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this, like, look at, you know, this day in 1980, whatever, or something, you know. Uh-huh. But you go back and you look at it, and it's turned out not to be very important stuff, usually. Yeah. You know, Imagine that was a big that. thing, and b- people forget about. Um, 
as an investor, the newsworthiness of something often isn't that important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would agree. You, you want to spend more time focusing on things that have more impact over a longer period of time. Sure. You know, and also the things that are attractive for news things are things that are either controversial uh, because people have different opinions about it yeah. or controversial because people actually don't know the answer, can't decide sure. right now, which isn't usually useful stuff. What yeah. you want to know is something that's clear and longer lasting. So, yeah, no, I've cut news out. I don't know. How about you? you you're mostly. I used to read the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Every, and then I just, I kind of stopped as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, do you find Barron's useful? Have you read Barron's a lot? Yeah, I would read Barron's just for fun, really. Okay. It was more of a hobby than mm-hmm. like actually finding stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, on Saturdays I would read that. But I used to read the Wall Street Journal a lot more than I do. I haven't read it in probably a couple months, honestly. But because yeah. I just, I feel like I get the news elsewhere. Other news, like if it's that important, I'll find out about it. You know, I just okay, rather yeah. focus on the businesses that I own and finding new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll read it on my iPad. And like you said, I could read it and just kind of flip through it pretty relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if, I mean, when I do scroll through Twitter sometimes, maybe more than I like to admit. Um, okay. I, whatever news that there is, I, I get it, you know, strictly from there or from mm-hmm. other places as well. How much time do you spend on Twitter? Are you really going to make me ask uh, Do you spend a lot of time on Twitter for things that have, don't have to do with finance stuff? Or uh, is it just finance stuff? No, nah, it's really, it's only, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I think I filed personal, I mean, I went from having my name being Focus Compound, mm-hmm. Inc., Focus Compounding yeah. to my personal name. Okay. Um, but I don't even follow, I think I may follow a couple friends. It's all my okay. virtual FinTwit mm-hmm. people that I follow. Right. Um, but I think I just I, I use it more so just because it's it's all it's relevant to what I like, which is obviously investing and other people tweeting about stuff that's relative to investing and of course some noise. But I've been trying to cut back on it quite honestly, just because yeah. you know. So why why have you tried to cut back? On well, it? I read a book uh, called Living with the Mugs and how oh, uh, yeah? turning off it. Yeah, it's actually a good book by okay. Jesse Itzler. He's uh, um, the one of the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks basketball team um, owners. Okay, he's married to Sarah Blakely, who she started Spanx, oh, which is for okay. females. Yeah, yeah, and he's he was also an entrepreneur. Actually, I believe he the company he owned was um, wasn't NetJets, but it may have been NetJets. It was a, a private jet company that ended up selling to Berkshire. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I can't, okay. He was he was one of the founders, but he wrote a book actually called um, "Living with the Monks." How turning off his phone taught him about like being more present. And I'm kind of oh. getting off topic here, but <laughs> okay. but it was a good book that made me think about you know getting off social media and all mm-hmm. the noise. And um, you know, social media is good as a platform, but okay. it's not your life, and you shouldn't you know be on it as much as a lot of people are on it. Yeah, the, I guess one thing I talk to be, about people a lot is it's very tempting to, with things like, like Twitter, um, to have things brought to you instead of going out and finding them and investigating them actively yourself. Yeah. And then you form a lot of opinions about it. So when I ask people about what stocks they look at and stuff, it, what they've really done is they've heard things mentioned on Twitter or something, yeah. formed a pretty so far superficial opinion about it and haven't gone and read the 10K or whatever on their own. Yeah. It's fine to do that, but then you make a to-do pile of all the stuff you're going to do and go off and do it yourself and then come back to it. You don't want to actually be focused on the things that other people are focusing on. Yeah, well, then you, know? you kind of form the bias that it could be theirs too. Yeah, and you don't want to spend, I mean, just informationally and stuff in terms of the value of it, the more time other people spend thinking about something, the less time you should be spending thinking about that. You should be spending time thinking about the things that other people aren't thinking about sure. that should be thought about. Yeah. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't want to think about things that are useless but you want to think about useful things that are not being thought of by other people, yeah. right? You no, know? I would agree with that. Yeah. So, th- so that's a yeah. Um, 
So you have it on your phone? How do you? I do. You do? Yeah. Is that the problem? No, I mean, I just, oh. I mean, just, you know, I just get bored sometimes. But <laughs> okay, but I, um, I've been pretty good about it. I said that was my goal in 2018 was kind of cutting out more of, okay. of, of, um, you know, screen time or phone time or whatever. Turn mm-hmm. off a lot of notifications on my phone, so I don't get notifications. Okay. Um, other than like some text messages from mm-hmm. certain people, but um, no, I mean, I just try staying off it. But I think it's a good tool. I really do believe it's a good tool. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a tool uh, to use it in moderation because mm-hmm. some people just are tweeting it. You know, it's a lot of time. It's I mean, it's a lot of noise that you could get off of there. Yeah, sure. It, it is, and there's and there's a lot of things that. Uh, yeah, I, I think the it's a other blessing thing is, and a curse, like I said. It's yeah, the other thing is that there's a certain amount of um, uh, how how much something is uh, you know retweetable, how how much it gets spread around can be how memorable it is, how quotable it is, sure. rather than necessarily how useful it is to you in terms of yeah uh, figuring something out, out about it, uh, and and that's always a risk. But I've said that before though with with blogging too. We've talked a little bit about that. The difference between um, in an earlier podcast we said that the difference between stocks that you would research for yourself and stocks that make good write-ups mm-hmm, sure uh, some stocks that aren't that interesting from an investment perspective get a lot of hits yeah and some things that you can say on twitter and stuff i'm sure attract a lot of people and and you know well it's kind of like like tesla right now mm-hmm. not to like make anyone mad but <laughs> i probably wouldn't invest in tesla but it's kind of right. like a hot topic by a lot of people so there's a lot of people that tweet about it because Absolutely. of elon musk and what does mm-hmm. elon musk do he kind of tweets back to a lot of people yep. and kind of um helps create the fire so it's mm-hmm. to you what you're saying i could totally see that yeah yeah but that's a good example you have a personality involved there it's controversial you have all those things that that make it great from a news perspective but don't really add to it as an investment yeah. sort of thing as, as a possibility yeah yeah but i do i do like twitter as it's like a personal blog and i mm-hmm. really use it for myself yeah no one else obviously and when i retweet stuff it's really so i could go back later and and look at it and i like putting down my ideas in twitter because mm-hmm. i could just go look at it um, in the future. Yeah. And it's a blog replacement. Like I said, for a lot of people, that's something that they can do. You can always do a write up and tweet out a link to it and stuff like that. I found better success with telling people they, I say you should do a blog. They don't want to do that. I say, okay, <laughs> can you put up on Twitter? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. And so they'll do a write up and put the link on Twitter. So it's Imagine a, it's that. a stepping stone to that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a personal investment diary if you want it that way. Yeah. So Twitter, if you do, if you're listening out there and you want to uh, sponsor focus compounding, uh, reach out <laughs> to me at info at focus <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But any other thoughts on the topic? Nope, that's it. No. Use it in moderation, right? I quit it for many years. For not many years, but for some years. Do you have it on your phone? No, do, no I've never had to wear my phone. Really? So you not that it would your... matter that much because I uh, half the time I'm not even carrying my phone. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. We should strive to be like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening to us here today. Of course, it's the Focus Compounding Podcast. If you do want to get access to Jeff's um, weekly memo that he does send out on Sunday mornings, Go to focuscompounding.com and enter in your email. And then on Sunday morning, every week, you will receive a 500 plus word memo from Jeff on investing principle or topic. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. We will see you in the next podcast.